What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Craft Hot Sauce Podcast. This is Brian. Uh, we got Old Bones Chili Co. O- OB Chili Co. on the podcast, uh, the Sydney, Australia-based hot sauce maker. Uh, so we got Josh, the creative mind and cook of the operation, and then we got John, the businessman, uh, coming up with some advice, sharing about uh, their launch of hot sauce and for music. We got the Morrisons with Whiskey on the Brain, uh, but before we intro that, just shout out, out to the Craft Hot Sauce Club where we're sending out Craft uh, Hot Sauces and the stories behind them to you, delivered straight to your door on a monthly basis, so check that out on crafthotsauce.com. But hey, let's get into it. Whiskey on the Brain and the whole song at the end of the podcast. Let's go. So we got Josh and John here from Old Bones Chili Co. How y'all doing today? We, we got Josh at Friday at 10 in the morning, and then we got uh, J- John uh, just a couple hours b- behind me in, in Austin. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, real good. Good. <laughs> nice. So I, I forget how we totally met. I, we, we were exchanging some emails. I, I, I do a lot of emailing, but I, I definitely remember what kind of stuck out most to me was it was uh, Friday a couple weeks ago or Saturday a couple weeks ago where I, I got um, a mail, mail call hot sauce and, and I opened it up and uh, it, it's, it, it's a scary, but uh, lo- it, so sometimes bottles break and, and this one wasn't quite like that broken. And I was uh. like, no, I, I smell it. I, I don't want to believe that it's broken because but it actually, there's a little bit of sauce that got onto, onto the label and it made it like, look, your label is, is it's kind of like a, a plain white label with some really cool, yeah. uh, skeleton artwork. And, and the, the color of your sauce is, is a really nice kind of, uh, red orange. And it, and it looks so cool when there's a little, <laughs> a little excess <laughs> sauce. And I was like really inspecting it, hoping that it wasn't broken. But it wasn't broken enough that I usually don't want to taste the sauce, or I'm not really supposed to taste the sauce if it, if it's broken. But I broke my rules against that, and <laughs> it's something that was I was like, wow, this has an incredible flavor, really citrusy, um, and a really nice kind of pepper burn and flavor to that. And I was talking to to John yesterday, and I was like, and I, I found out that there's actually no citrus. In, no, in the hot sauce no. um, no, so he was telling me a, about kind of how how you approach that so um josh you're, you're the maker of the uh, yeah. bones uh, chili co hot sauce and and uh t- tell me a little bit about kind of that style how you how you bring out that citrus in that in that sauce. so i mean i've been uh chef since 2007 i think i put my uh coat on for the first time so 
I'm in my 13th year of cooking and I mean, it's just been that exposure to ingredients that's kind of, I don't know, it just set up when I kind of saw the pepper, I kind of looked more into just heat, you know, I'm classically trained. So a lot of, uh, a lot of chefs just look at peppers as, as heat and yeah. blinding heat elements. So um, I kind of use seasonings, whether it be salt, sugar, vinegar and whatnot to kind of accentuate the natural flavors of ingredients. So the habanero specifically has a lot of uh, citrus notes, really deep citrus notes. So I thought using a little bit of my chef magic, I could um, enhance that citrus flavor. So the citrus hit you're getting in the sauce is actually all natural. You know what I mean? So I with a, a technique that I use in the smoking and a few other little chef secrets, I've been able to kind of, grab the habanero as kind of distinct elements and kind of elevate it and push it forward. So Man, well, yeah, that's kind of how I approached I, it. I, I hate how you said the word secret there. Cause I, cause I'm, I'm really <laughs> curious. <laughs> and, and yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, so, so is, is it habanero that, cause I was looking at your Instagram and do, do you grow yeah. your own peppers too? Or, uh, so I live in uh, I live in the middle of uh, Sydney City, so uh, apartment size is pretty small. But I actually have a little grow tent. Uh, it's probably like a one by one meter grow tent, and I have a little light in there. And uh, about start of the year, I just started planting chilies um, and growing them. And yeah, so we actually have our, our main suppliers in uh, far north Queensland, uh, Oz Chili. They do an awesome job up there. And uh, but. What I've been able to use and do with the chili tent is actually grow specific um, species. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so many different types of chilies on the market and actually getting those distinct um, types allows me to kind of create new sources that are coming out later and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, so, sorry. I, I saw one of them as the Padron. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that one that you're growing yourself? Yeah, so at the moment I got some uh, padrones, which are uh, which are kind of more uh, so you eat those charred and stuff like that. And then I also have some shishitos, as well as a few uh, other classics like your habaneros, RG lemons, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it started with just you know tasting a habanero, and it's kind of turned into a weird obsession with all these like different chilies and stuff. So, <laughs> kind of just fuels the fire in terms of passion. So. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Awesome. So, uh, John, John was telling me that y you all kind of launched in, in September, um, which is exciting. C congratulations on that. W when when did the kind of idea come up? H have you been experimenting with hot sauces for for a while, or, or how? Yes. Yeah, so actually, I um uh, my partner and I we just uh we'd done a, a year's worth of traveling just around the world, and we kind of came back to Sydney. And um, I was looking for a job, and I ended up working in a place called uh, Mexico uh, in Sydney, and that's kind of where I was introduced to the world of chilies and hot sauce and all that kind of stuff. So I started experimenting uh, just on the menu um, and things like that, running a few dishes splicing a few like um different cuisines and stuff like that together i kind of developed this recipe that uh was kind of a base and you know i used it for a bit got a few friends to taste it and stuff like that and that was probably about a year ago and then it wasn't until i was literally sitting um at a mate's house and he was like you know i think he had like a sausage roll or something and he was like man 
have you got any sauce I can just chuck on this? You know, something for a little bit of heat. And I was like, oh, well, I got this thing in the cupboard. So I gave him this thing and he was like, dude, like kind of same reaction you had, like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, Chef Mind, we kind of produce recipes all the time. So I was just like, yeah, it's just one of my, one of my back pocket, you know, projects. And he was like, man, you need to get this rolling ASAP because this thing is delicious. And then it kind of just started from there, you know, we just kind of exploded. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think a lot of times I hear it kind of starts with a friend and it's like, man, you, you got to get this. But I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of work uh, starting a business. And, oh, absolutely. John, it seems like you, you kind of played a role in terms of kind of working on, on the business plan. So um, was there kind of like, was it after that friend that did that introduction? You said, okay, like, let, let's make this kind of a, a real thing. Well, uh, I guess Josh, uh, he, he had the, the, the great concept for, for the sauce, but he, he approached me and he said, uh, you know, I, I, I hope you guys can help us miss, miss me, me and Denise because I just need a bit of structure. And I said, oh, well, no problem. So we, we, we helped him out, set up the business plan, came up with, if you will, the, the framework uh for what the company would be taking into account that josh had a pretty good idea as far as the branding and the style and the flavor of the company and the product mm -hmm. so i kind of encapsulated that into the into the business plan and you know coming from uh, uh, myself come from an aviation background so <clears throat> that's when i used to fly we used you know we used to say well let's plan the flight and fly the plan and we have faithfully executed the flight plan and it's and it's you know it's worked pretty good um you know and it's also it's because the team we have a really good team we listen to each other we respect each other and we just you know josh is a creative mind denise is an awesome administrator and a marketing uh person and then i i come up with kind of like the strategies and the planning so the other great part about this for me has been uh, i had the privilege of working with josh and and I told Josh, I want to teach you about businesses. I want to, I want to coach you. So, you know, it's like, you know, you can do this on your own for the next business. And it's like, in terms of, uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know, who is a young apprentice now, like a Jedi master. <laughs> <laughs> he's picked up. Uh, now he's actually coaching his friends on how to start out businesses. Ah, <laughs> uh, definitely. With the uh, introduction of John, yeah. Kind of that stability that I needed, uh, just to just to get the mill wheels turning. You know what I mean? Just to kind of get yeah. this off the ground. Like it, like you said, it's so hard um, and so much to do. So spreading the work out amongst each other has just made it that much uh, that much easier. Yeah. Uh, so so, John, it sounds like you, you had some kind of experience and just knowing kind of the path that you need you need to plan that path forward and and ha have a good team to operate it, but what other kind of elements within kind of either that planning or, or business plan do you think were, were kind of really crucial to, to spend some time and really think about um, for moving, well, moving forward? I, to be honest, uh, this, this was in my first rodeo. And I think part of this path is that you, 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 you'll find you'll fail and I have, and you cannot be scared of failure. I mean, it, yeah, it, it you know, it hurts and it bothers you, but you just get back on that horse. Yeah. You know, and I got this, and I, when I 
you know, started doing business planning with Josh. I says, this time I'm going to apply everything I've learned from the successful businesses for the ones that didn't go so well. And I want to make sure this one really flies. And it is, this is based on, you know, on experience of knowing, you know, I, I'll be the first one to admit I failed and, you know, that you'll learn a lot from that. Business. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, I had some failure uh, th this week planning, failing to plan inventory enough and scrambling to find cayenne pepper when it's uh, two degrees oh, out yeah. right now. <laughs> we, we, had a, um, we had a shortage of habaneros uh, this time last year in Australia. And I mean, it was kind of in the leading months to us, to our launch. And you know, we're the same deal, scrambling to find habaneros around Australia. So it got pretty wild. Um, the price went skyrocketed and, you know, just trying to get your hands on them was almost impossible. So, wow, yeah, it's something we've experienced as well. And that's something that, uh, you know, going back to when I was in the military, we used to say, you live and die by your logistics or your parts. And it's the same thing in commerce. You know, we find I was just having a chat with Josh in the way here about, we need a new supplier for our caps because there's shortage of caps this month. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. yeah. Logistics, you know, and knowing those, your logistics and your supply chain is, is crux to this, to this business. It's wow. so important. And there's a lot of it. Right. Brian, as you can appreciate, a lot of it is just in time. Which oh, makes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, or, or not quite just in time, but you make it just in time. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's first batch starts with kind of just sauteing some stuff up, doing it, or, or maybe not, but just like a super small batch. And it seems like um, you've all done a great job and uh, getting some some positive momentum and everything. So what do what does kind of production look like right now is that still something that you're doing entirely yourself and and uh yeah so set, set the scene for me so at the moment yeah we're uh we're working out of i suppose you call them blind kitchens uh which is just uh you know higher kitchens um and yeah we pretty much kind of have like a in the initial phases of the business plan we kind of set up our production so it's almost mobile so we can kind of just set up wherever almost as long as as long as it's you know got a few few elements that we need but with that kind of adaptability we've actually been able to pull off some pretty pretty big numbers in small spaces which is a, a positive for us but i mean we do everything by hand you know from yeah. cooking the sauce to putting the lids on to sealing them to the labels um everything's done by hand and we kind of pride ourselves about with that um you know, it's one of our main features, but not only that, it's, it's um, yeah, it's just us going into kitchens. How, how many, because you, you guys have, have, I love kind of like the flask bottles that you yeah. all have yeah. and they go really well with, with the, the labels, which we'll get into in a moment. Um, so ha have you kind of grown the scale of the batches? Just curious, because that, that can be a little tough, like to, to nail yeah, down those ratios as you're, you're scaling definitely. up. But I don't know if you have any like kind of tips or, or lessons learned from, from doing that. Yeah. So I think definitely the way we approached uh, our first couple of batches, uh, we kind of, we approach each individual batch um, depending on how much we wanted to output. So obviously our first batch, I think I did about a hundred, 150 bottles and, 
we were kind of lucky in that we got really good reception off the first batch. And so our second batch, we ended up doing, uh, I think it was a run of a thousand, which is wow. pretty, pretty gnarly for a small company. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> I got a background in, uh, in high school production, working in hotels as a chef, as well as uh, a lot of catering and stuff like that. So I think that was one advantage we really had was my background in producing mass amounts of uh, products. So we did our test batches, obviously, and I can't stress enough how important it is to do uh, to do testing. Um, by testing, I mean getting that feedback. You know, use mm -hmm. those small batches in the beginning to, you know, we kind of had a limited amount of bottles, but we kind of thought, you know, how much info and data can we get from each bottle as opposed to just giving them away willy nilly. Um, and it was with that data that we were able to formulate a plan and kind of get a better handle in our numbers. And that's how we kind of went for the 1000. Fortunately enough, we kind of sold through that pretty quickly and uh, I've kind of built on that ever since. So, awesome. you know, we kind of went hard to begin with. So yeah, yeah. You, you, you gotta, you gotta take that leap and, and uh, well, kinda, yeah, kind of reach a, you kind of reach a fork in the road where it's, is this a project, you know, is this like a weekend project or do I want to do this as a, as a real thing? You know, we kind of made that decision early. I think the earlier, the better you can make that decision. Um, the repercussions are just better because you can kind of, I think one thing having John on board and John as a partner, he's kind of really introduced me to the value of time and uh, how valuable your time is as a business owner and a business creator. You know what I mean? I've kind of spent my career working for other people and stuff like that. So now that I have the reins, it's it's kind of cool seeing, you know, what's more important when I'm delegating time, which is, you know, it's kind of cool. It's a different yeah. perception, especially for uh, someone who's come from a cooking background. So, John, do you have any tips for, for time management? Uh, just because like, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, there's, yeah. <laughs> your, your to -do, I, I was actually looking at my to-do list. <laughs> And I have like my top 10 to do. That's like, I, I got to do this. Yeah. I, then, then I, then there's like a few spaces and then there's like a second, like two, two another sections of about 10 to 15 things. Mm -hmm. And then it just keeps on scrolling down. It's like about a hundred things to do. Um, so I, I'm a big like to do person, but my list is like, I, I won't get that done in a year, but do, do you have any tips for kind of, thinking about how uh, best use your time. And that's a really good point because I, I think everybody struggles with time management, you know, myself included. Uh, I guess my, my, as I said, my biggest tip is that if you, if you actually have planned your business and you're executing that, that plan, you kind of look at it every day and then it's like this, you look at what is my intent for this for this enterprise, for this company. And then I look at that task and I go, is this actually going to further my, you know, meet my intent or is it a distractor? And if mm -hmm. it's a distractor, it's a nice to do whatever it is. You just park it aside. And sometimes it's hard, I know, but you just go, hey, you know, I have to commit and, and you almost have to have a one track mind if you, if you want to succeed. And, and that's it. I think it's, uh, I found that, you know, <clears throat> as I say, it's uh, about uh, success is 90% uh, perspiration and 10% inspiration. So it's about just pushing through, just driving through your goal and just saying, man, this is not, this is a waster. This is a distractor. I don't, I can park it aside, do it later. Just concentrate on core business 
And that's that's my biggest biggest advice because you can I do to do list and I do all that too, but then I just it's really here. Mm -hmm. You got to answer to this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, when you haven't met your objectives. Yeah, and and I think just with how popular hot sauce is there there's a lot of distractions and there's a lot of comparing absolutely. yourself and uh, oh, yeah, to others. um yeah i mean australia is a hot hot sauce scene and yeah it, it's uh and i'd imagine it, it it can be a little intimidating going into it in the first place um it sounded like you you all had a, a you were kind of thrown right into it in with a kind of a chili festival and hot sauce festival uh, early on. Is that right? Well, it, it was interesting. We we actually weren't going to do the chili festival. Um, John kind of pushed it on us. It was like I think the festival was on a Sunday and it was like Friday, and you know we had no experience in festivals or anything like that. And John was like, "No, nah, we're doing this." And me and Denise were kind of like, "Oh." You know, we got other things to do. And John was like, no, 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 we're doing this. Just do it. Just book it. I was, I think I was actually in New Zealand at the time. Where? Um, yeah, I was. So I got the phone call and was like, you know, when you get off the plane, get ready for it. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And, you know, I think I was running on about three hours sleep. And I tell you, it was probably one of the best days um, we've had as a company. You know, the, all of us were there. And it was kind of a awesome introduction into uh, just Australia's hot sauce scene. I mean, it's a small scene and it's continuously growing. I mean, there's some awesome, um, awesome products coming out of Australia, uh, which is cool, especially in the last couple of years, you know. Um, but it's also having uh, places like the Chili Festival in Sydney, the, the good... Um, kind of events where uh, local producers can get together and it kind of boosts that scene. You know what I mean? It gets it out to the public. It gives us a face and it allows us to interact. I mean, we had such a good day, you know, mingling with a lot of the um, other producers, a lot of the suppliers, as well as the consumers as well. You know, it was just a super fun day and um, I'm looking forward to next year as well. So yeah, I mean, that was all John, you know, if it wasn't for him, we, we would have just uh, probably, not done it and had to launch another way. So it just kind of fit together really well that it was, you know, we got to launch at a festival. So yeah, it was really exciting, really awesome day. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. I, I remember at my first uh, kind of chili festival, it was chili, called Chili Fest out, uh, they put it out in, in Western Massachusetts, not too far where I am in a kitchen garden farm puts it's just an awesome event but i remember being so exhausted just like ta talking to people and, and like selling hot sauce and and think like just like all the planning that went into it you're just exhausted but like i just had to smile on my like mouth like yeah. two hour drive home and it's like that was freaking like i am so energized even though I'm so tired. Um, yeah, you kind of break through it, you know what I mean? You just push through all that and you just kind of weirdly ride it. And yeah, we did the same. I mean, it was a half an hour drive out to Parramatta and we, uh, we were on our way back and it was just like, we're buzzing, you know what I mean? We're just like, this yeah. is cool. This is the beginning. Let's do this. So, And I mean, the feedback helped as well, you know, like having yeah. actually, like one of the things I found, especially uh, launching a product for myself is, you know, it's not, it's kind of a bit weird putting your heart on your sleeve and putting something that you've made and created 
out to the public for judgment and feedback and you know like fortunately we've had a lot of a positive feedback but in the beginning you kind of take those negative comments like bullets and it's like yeah. oh no but you kind of learn to just power through that and ride focus on the the positives and and just ride that that positivity through so i think yeah. that's something i definitely learned you mentioned feedback uh, a couple times and, and I'm curious, like what, what's your, your best method for, for asking for feedback? Cause uh, I, I just launched a new sauce and I had a few different test variations and uh, uh, it was actually my mom that was kind of at my booth for a bit and, and kind of suggested instead of me saying, which one do you like better to, to say like, Oh, what, what are you tasting? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm curious if you have any tips in terms of like trying to get that feedback that's helpful in terms of like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of approach it like I do in the restaurant scene uh, when I was running restaurants and, you know, putting menus out there, you know, it's kind of a bit awkward when you go, Hey, how does it taste? You know, it's, you want genuine feedback. So I think, like you said, the approach of just kind of getting their feel for the product kind of, I guess it's good to know your product back to back. Um, knowing kind of, I guess, selling points because I find, especially with the Australian market, people really like to talk about food, um, especially people like to, you know, know where it came from. People like the origins. People want to know how you got that flavor and how you did certain things. So I think, you know, approaching it more of as a conversation um, and feeding off, um, I guess, passion because, chili sauce and hot sauce is kind of a niche product. So I think the very fact that they picked up your bottle kind of shows that they're interested, you know, you pass the first hurdle, which is they, they're interested in chili. You know what I mean? They like your niche. Yeah. So kind of just play on that and, you know, just talk, like you said, talk to the people, um, talk about um, flavors and yeah, kind of work that angle. And then you kind of ask them questions, you know, what do you think, you know, um, what do you taste in it? It's kind of like wine. Everyone has a different yeah. palate. Everyone can kind of taste different things. So, and I mean, you know, I've learned things uh, purely from feedback. Um, like you said, like uh, having people say, you know, I've tasted this and this, some things that I haven't picked up myself. So it kind of, yeah, creates good discussions. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm fortunate to live in, in a pretty diverse uh, town in, in Lowell. And, and I had, cooks from a, like a, a, a Vietnamese restaurant, a, a Dominican restaurant. Um, and, and they were just like, Oh, you got to do this. You got to like add, add this <laughs> like ingredient that I've never heard of. And I'm like down a rabbit hole kind of looking at all that stuff. But I, I think it, it is cool just to use those events to, to meet so many different people. And, and I oh, think absolutely. the community I think piece is I think what yeah. ultimately kind of energizes you and that's what's needed. Like what, what I realized when I, I launched, uh, uh, this is actually the, the sauce, uh, called awesome. ill city red. Um, so this is, this is, uh, in Lowell and, and, uh, kind of a, a little focus sauce and, and everybody was behind the town was getting behind it and wanting to Definitely, share it. Yeah. And that's so that just helped with that buzz and, and kept me, continue to get Keeps you energized yeah yeah absolutely yeah we, we found the same thing you know we you feed off that energy and that that's important that you get from your friends from your networks you know from fellow chefs so yeah it just you create this positive energy and people just want to get behind you 
Yeah. And I mean, it's normal, it's normal to have your bad days. You know, there, there are days where I wake up and I'm like, man, no one's going to buy this sauce ever. What have I done? And, you know, you kind of just, again, you feed off that, that feedback and you kind of realize that, no, this is ridiculous. Like you can't ignore it. You know, people are, that's, that's probably the best thing I can say is listen to that feedback and kind of believe it. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, like we've been saying, like uh, feed off it and use it to push through the harder times and, you know, cause there's going to be hard times, you yeah. know, you reach places where, you know, where things can, uh, things can go wrong, but you yeah. know, there's a lot at the end of the tunnel. And I mean, one of the other things I've learned too in this game is that things can change within minutes, you know, like one in the morning, it might be flat. And then, you know, three hours later, John's calling me from the US saying, hey, I got a lead on this or, you know, and it just changes the game. So, you know, like, like John said earlier, hang in there and every, every minute something, something new can happen. And yeah. Something, so, something so, so what, what, what's, uh, what, what's cooking literally and, and metaphorically? Like it sounds like you got, you got a new sauce, but it, it's also like curious, like, in terms of, of we're going to run with your, your flight path analogy, John, like what, what, what's the, what's the, uh, the path ahead. And, and seems like there's a new sauce. Uh, I don't know if released already or, or, or uh, close to. Yeah. Yeah. We're literally on the cusp of, uh, so I did a small batch run of the, um, of the extra hot sauce. I think I did 40 bottles and that, that was gone in three days. So now we're in the uh, we were preparing our next cook, which is going to be a mix of uh, both extra hot and just the regular OB sauce, uh, which will be coming out probably in the next one or two weeks. So you'll see that. Um, I know I posted a few few pictures on Instagram of the new label, and uh, we've again uh, we kind of approached it just to kind of go after that uh, extreme heat mm-hmm. uh, kind of market. You know what I mean? Do do, do you dig those those super hots? Yeah, I mean, personally, I prefer it. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think this one is a lot better than the original <laughs> just because I'm a heat fiend. But, I mean, the original has its place. You know, we're trying to, I guess, bridge a gap um, between people who kind of not so into chili because it, it kind of has the stigma of being, you know, quite vicious and burn your mouth off. Um, you know, I had the same uh, same stigma when I first started um, tasting chilies and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's cool that I've kind of developed a recipe that allows people who are, you know, don't really have a chili palate like a lot of other people out there, but can still get the full taste of, you know, a habanero or a cayenne chili without, you know, burning your mouth off. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but nice. we do, we have uh, a few products coming out in the next couple of months, which is uh, we're really excited about um, a few different types as well. Like John said, not, not exclusive to chili sauces. So we've got a few uh, chili oils and pastes and um, things like that. Yeah. So, you know, chef background, I'm looking to get people cooking at home and stuff like that. That's obviously the big goal. So yeah, the more, the better. There's some folks that uh, like myself that just kind of stumble, like I always had a passion for cooking, but kind of stumble into hot sauce cooking. And then there's other people that I talked to, like I had Greg Foster, from Inferno Farms who had a culinary background for 15, 20 plus years that kind of got into hot sauce. Do, do you think it's kind of just the, what do you think are, are there's definitely advantages to having a, a culinary background, just good. But yeah. what, what do you think some of those are? Uh, 
I think, uh, I mean, just the very, you know, the very basics, like just like John said, supply, you know, I've been exposed to, you know, wholesale produce, uh, suppliers, um, you know, even areas to cook. I know how to set up a kitchen, um, you know, running big production units, um, producing mass amounts of food helps when you're kind of going into that line of work. I mean, um, the transition has been, you know, it's been interesting going from uh, kind of restaurants to actually manufacturing foods. Um, but, you know, it's quite similar in uh, in the setup and, you know, the kind of, uh, I guess, back of house things like your reports and I guess things that are kind of common knowledge to me, like learning temperature checks, pH levels, the basics yeah. of hot sauce kind of, I already have knowledge on, you know, just through recipes and cooking and stuff like that. So I think that's probably the, the biggest advantage is just exposure um, and kind of connections as well. Uh, when we launched it, it helped having, you know, friends who work in the restaurant industry who gave us a go, you know what I mean? Uh, a few awesome chefs out there, a few awesome restaurants that I worked with um, and go to have, you know, kind of put their hand up and said, yeah, we'll take you on, uh, give you a go. And it's without that exposure, you know, you can have the best product in the world, but unless people know about it, you know, you're just stuck slinging out wherever you can. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think definitely with the uh, contacts and um, yeah, just, just general knowledge on the industry um, has definitely helped, especially in the startup phases. Um, yeah. It's made it easier. So Cool. Yeah. yeah and I, I know like you made up a good point there that you can have the best hot sauce, but it's like how do you get in front of people and, even when you do get in front of people, there, there's usually a few other bottles of competitors yeah. lined up next to it. Um, and, and so I, I, I love the simplicity, but, but also the, the, the bone, the skeleton drawing. Can, can you tell me yeah. a little bit about like how you were thinking about that? Um, so the, uh, the artwork's actually done by my, uh, my partner, Sam. Um, yeah, she she has a background in in uh, graphic design and art, and you know I've loved her work, you know, since the day we met. And um, yeah, I suppose the way it started is I kind of went to her and was like, you know, I want to. This is kind of what I want to do in terms of a hot sauce brand. This is the feeling of the brand. I think it was really important to kind of find the identity of your brand. You know, kind of uh, what you want to portray yourself. Kind of. Uh, because at the end of the day, branding is so important for, uh, for sources. Um, and yeah, so I kind of just did a little bit of a storyboard up um, of the kind of things I liked, whether it was just pictures, restaurant scenes, even food, you know what I mean? Fried chicken, burgers, and kind of encapsulated this, um, this, I guess, yeah, just this image of what I wanted to portray the brand as. And then, you know, she did her thing. She just uh, grabbed it, you know, took all my information and just, put her artistic flair into it and kind of articulated what I kind of said to her and gave to her. And she just produced this, this, um, you know, this awesome brand. Um, and, and did you have the, the name of old bones before that? Or did that, which actually, came first? That, uh, the, the design came first, actually, uh, we we're, we're running under a different name to begin with. Um, but we just found that, you know, the name was, wasn't as appealing and it kind of sing, kind of single-fied one area of Sydney. Um, so we're like, you know, we'll, we'll put the name on hold for now. Kind of went with the whole skeleton theme because, you know, I love it. Um, it's kind of my style, you know, I'm a big barbecue 
you know, drinking dudes. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, fits in the area as well. There's a lot of hipsters. You can tell by the beards. So. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of cool bohemian scene out in uh, the Newtown, Eskimville. We call it the Inner West uh, area. And, um, yeah, she kind of just articulated what I wanted and added her kind of artistic flair. We obviously spoke about, you know, what you said, the simplicity. We kind of found that a lot of the other labels and the uh, a lot of the other hot sauces kind of go for big, bold, color bright whereas we went the other way you know stand out in a sea of color just have that simplistic um label backed up with a really strong uh design and it kind of became our style you know we got a few other uh labels coming out did you want to give him a, a bit of a, a hint about why all bones i guess the the reason why we went with all bones was because we wanted to kind of make it seem like we're, we're masters of our crafts. You know what I mean? Like we're, you know, we we're kind of been doing this for a, for a while now. And um, I guess old bones kind of makes us project like, we kind of know what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we've been doing this for a while. Like that, so. Good yeah. stuff. Nice. Um, cool. Well, no, this has been, this has been awesome to, to kind of hear from, from your perspective and, and, uh, I mean, I, I, it's, it's exciting to, to see what, what's going to come up with, with, uh, with the, the different flavors and everything and, and kind of that, that sauce that I had, it, I, I made it with some, uh, Guinness braised, uh, carnitas tacos that, oh, that man. sounds weird. Yeah. That sounds weird combination, but it, it worked on the Super Bowl and that, that sauce was, was oh, unreal. I'm all about the weird combinations, man. Oh um, yeah. 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 Mixing random stuff together all the time just to find stuff that works. So. Yeah. Is, is, do you have any kind of like weird, whether it's hot sauce or just cooking, but kind of weird combinations or, or, or maybe even ingredients that you've been kind of like really digging uh, like I, I was this past summer, my, my dad has a garden was, uh, growing a lot of kiwis and I was just doing a lot of yeah, yeah. kiwi cooking, um, just putting it in, in a lot of things. And, and I've been doing a lot of, of beets, uh, recently cooking with beets, nice. um, but it, anything like that, you know, not your, your everyday ingredients that you've been into. Uh, I think, uh, I think for me, it's more about kind of, I guess, techniques, you know, especially being a, a chef, I've kind of been exposed to so many different types of ingredients. I kind of like to look to more towards different techniques like smoking, sous viding, uh, fermenting and stuff like that, mm -hmm. rather application than the specific ingredient. But I also, I guess I kind of get weird obsessions with kind of cooking styles. Like, you know, this month it's been hot dogs, you know what I mean? I've just been on the net looking at different ways to make hot dogs. Last month I was burgers, you know, I'm looking at 20 different types of cheese and do I smash the patty? Do I, you know, reverse sear it or American barbecue smoking? So I kind of find that's, that's kind of my, um, my outlet in terms of creative energy is, is just, um, yeah. I mean, it's fun. Like, like, I mean, last month, uh, actually a couple of months ago, it was fried chicken. Like I spent like weeks just cooking different types of fried chicken korean fried chicken southern fried chicken all different regions and you know that just works so well for hot sauce as well so i kind of try and base my cooking around um using using old bones and uh, the smoked garlic that's awesome um, so you, yeah. you that's that's where your your creative energy comes out is just yeah it, it, absolutely yeah. so more on application like i was um uh, beginning of the, the year just before christmas actually sorry 
um, I was looking into just curing fish. So, you know, Australian culture, we've got a lot of awesome fresh seafood uh, available. Um, and just using different types of uh, seafood and fish to using hot sauce to cure, um, you know, kingfish, salmon, leaving it for a couple of days and weeks and just seeing how that changed the, uh, the texture and the flavor of the fish. And I mean, some of the products I was getting were just awesome and, you know, some of them failed. Don't get me wrong. Like there's yeah. some stinky projects going on. But <laughs> that's kind of the way I approach it in terms of uh, my cooking and uh, creativity is just looking more towards yeah, that is um, awesome. Yeah. Well, no, that's a, that's a great pair. I, I think with you, Josh and John and, and, and Sam and, and Denise, just like there's a lot of people that have that creativity of like kind of the, the meaning and and just drive to just to focus on making things or, or, or could be other kind of creative outlets yeah, but exactly. then there's other people that are more of kind of re, uh, really amazing and, and talented at the the how you get there and, and the path forward and, and so it, to have a, a team where, where you're able to kind of focus on your strengths and and, and work, work as a team on there that's that's uh and i think that's been the key you know like uh, when I started this project, um, you know, I kind of almost went about it solo. And, you know, like you said, that team, um, bringing John, having Sam and as well as Denise uh, on board, you know, it just spreads the workload and it just makes it, you know, just that much more accomplishable. Um, one of the things you said was uh, focusing on our strengths. Um, that's something we've definitely uh, highlighted just with our teamwork is, you know, I'm not the best at admin or finance, neither is John, but Denise is an absolute weapon at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can create sources, but, you know, I'm not the greatest at writing a business plan in the beginning. So just having that, I guess, other people to rely on and, you know, share out, even, you know, stresses, you know, like I said, there are days where you just feel like, man, there's just, it can get a bit overwhelming and, you know, just being able to call another team member and be like, you know, this is, this is what I'm dealing with today because, you know, obviously with John in the US, uh, me and Denise in Sydney, um, it can get a bit disjointed sometimes, but I think what we've kind of mastered is that communication, you know, being available at any time to, you know, just talk and, uh, yeah, focus on our strengths. You said weapon and I totally uh, remember when I was living in Ireland, I would hear that all the time yeah. and I, I, it took me back. I appreciate that. She um, is a weapon. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Cool. Well, I, I know you guys uh, got a lot going on uh, in the coming months. Uh, you got any events like where, where can folks find you both kind of locally and globally? Well, Funny you asked that. We, we've got we've got a few chilly events which Josh can talk about locally now in Australia. But we we would like to come down to the uh, the Austin and the Houston uh, chili event here in at least one is in September, the other one is in yeah, October. the Chronicle. Yeah, and we just kind of like you know start to yeah, and then next year even into 2021, we love to do the uh, the Houston rodeo, which is huge. Uh, and have a presence there so yeah we want to you know become uh, definitely starting to establish our um, our positioning uh, here in the in the u.s market and you know we we want to be part of this community of great community of, of, of hot sauce uh producers and hot sauce lovers so yeah we, we we definitely josh and i need to do some planning 
uh, <laughs> to <laughs> to definitely hit, hit those hit those uh, objectives. I think it, I think it's also important, you know, um, kind of just to push uh, Australian products. You know what I mean? Like we we can make some pretty good stuff down here, and there's some, like I said earlier, there's some pretty awesome sources coming out of Australia. Yeah. So do I you, think it, you, mind, it, you mind sharing a, a few of those just because like uh, yeah yeah absolutely we've got um you know we got local producers like Uncle Mongo's down in Melbourne uh, some of the uh, some of the originals like um, Handsome Devil Co obviously shit the bed which is you know we're all tasting <laughs> shit the bed you know they've uh, cracked that US market and you know they're the ones to ones to follow. But uh, we also got, you know, SSB Chile doing some great stuff. Uh, K-Pow down in Auckland, New Zealand. You know, we're so close to New Zealand. Um, I'm actually a New Zealand native. Um, oh, nice. So, you know, kind of seeing Cullies that. too, uh, over there. <laughs> yeah, Cullies. I mean, they're another benchmark. We also had uh, Dingo's uh, feature in the Hot Ones coming up. That's huge for Australian, uh, the Australian hot sauce scene. You know what I mean? Because... Not only does it promote the Australian hot sauce scene, it also kind of, you know, it shows you that we're, we're fighters down here. You know what I mean? We can compete with the, the big cake over in the US and Absolutely. the rest of the world. So I think it's cool to say, you know, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I tasted it. I, I saw it in the future. No, but I mean, even now. But yeah, no, I, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Nah, there's just some some awesome product products coming out of uh coming out of Australia, um. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. I mean, we're gonna be a force to be reckoned with, I reckon. So, yeah, yeah especially so. in the future. Yeah. So. so, so in in the in the meantime, follow Old Bones on on Instagram. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're on Instagram, uh, Old Bones Chili Co. Um, yeah. So, what I, I like to do is um. I've actually been posting a few uh, recipes, uh, recipe videos, um, you know, using my background as a chef, you know, and a few little hacks as well. You know, I think one thing that um, chefs will admit is when it comes to eating at home, we're not exactly the, the best, you know, we put all of our, our best work at work. And when it comes to home, we're kind of eating, yeah, you know, yeah. we toast sandwiches or microwave <laughs> burritos and stuff. So it's kind of cool to, to, you know, give people a little bit of an insight into, you know, what I like to use OB on and, you know, just some cool stuff, you know, I got some uh, pretty cool recipes and some pretty cool hacks and stuff like that coming up. So yeah, that'll be all over Instagram as well as our website, uh, Uh, everything will be on there in terms of blog posts. Uh, you can also buy our products on there as well. So yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, no, I, I appreciate you, you both joining um, across, across time zones and, and, and big fans of, of what you're all doing um, for, for yourselves and, and Australia and, and just obviously beyond that, that that's, that's where, it, where it's going. Um, but I guess before we, we sign off, any, any final thoughts or, or words that you'd like to share with the, kind of the hot sauce community? Um. Just do it. You know what I mean? I yeah. guess that's probably the biggest bit of advice, you know, just, just do it. Just, if you got an idea and you think it's worth it, then, you know, run the test, get the feedback. And if you believe in it, just have a crack. It's what we say in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> have a crack. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. And, then, and then in some crack sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have a crack. Yeah. Have, have a crack. And, and my, my only, the only thing I would add to that, absolutely just do it, but 
try to get yourself a good team because yeah, when you when you, you do it with a team is way more enjoyable. Even if it's a small team, if it's a team of two, that's fine. There's still a team. And the other thing is, going back to what we said before, plan your flight and fly that plan. Fly the plan. So, it's on my... Yeah. Fly OB. <laughs> yeah, we've been showing off the label, so we'll uh, have the artwork uh, leading on that label. Awesome. Um, well, uh, Josh and John, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm sure we'll keep in touch, but um, wishing you guys, you guys the best of luck and and uh, thanks for for taking absolutely. Time. It's been a pleasure, man, and thanks for having us. Big ups to Josh and John for sharing their story of Old Bones Chili Co. Uh, awesome hearing from them and and they have phenomenal sauce uh, i have really been crushing that bottle they gave me so um yeah there, there's a lot of other folks like like that out there um ob chili co is certainly special in their own thing but we always want to hear about the different stories all around craft hot sauce from around the world so uh please leave us a, a rating and, and subscribe with a comment for for who you think we should bring on to the podcast next in the meantime, I'm going to be cranking out crack sauce, getting ready for the New York City Hot Sauce Expo. A um, lot of planning and prep behind that, but we're fucking pumped up for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so pumped up, so um, that should be a good time. But in the meantime, we'll leave you with some music. Uh, we got the whole songs of the Morrisons, the Sydney Bluegrass Band, uh, and the song Whiskey on the Brain. See y'all later. I got whiskey on the brain. I got whiskey on the brain.